This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Breaking news. We got breaking news. Uh, it's hot. It's hot everywhere right now. It's hot everywhere this weekend. It's going to be 91 in Boston today. 90 in Fort Myers, Florida. It's probably hot where you are. Uh, I got news for you, though. This is new. This is big. It is not global warming. It is not climate change. You know what it is now, folks? It is global boiling. Apparently, the UN and all the rest of the climate hysterics, Greta Thunberg and John Kerry and Al Gore and Ed Markey and Joe Biden, uh, they weren't getting the message through with climate change, just like they didn't get the message through with uh, global warming or uh, or acid rain or global cooling or any other panic uh, terms they used over the last 30, 40 years. So now they're going, uh, taking it to another level. This is from uh, The Guardian. The Guardian, a left-wing rag from London. They write, the era of global warming has ended and the era of global boiling has arrived. The UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said after scientists confirmed that July was on track to be the world's hottest month on record. Well, first of all, that's not true. Secondly, the Earth's been here for four and a half billion years, and they, don't, they didn't track the temperature every month until uh, a few minutes ago. And uh, now they're going to tell you the world has never been this hot. We used to have no Arctic, no ice in the Arctic, but we, they want us to believe the world's had never been this hot, and uh, we are suffering through this era of global boiling. And uh, they're saying the water in the ocean down off Florida is like being in a hot tub. Well, I think that's the way it's been since uh, the beginning of time or the beginning of the current age, which is like millions of years. Doesn't matter. They need something to stoke the fear. So you will give them more money, give them more power. That's how it works. The good news is, most reasonable people know it's a joke and aren't listening. The message isn't really resonating. Uh, and I just can't understand why. Joe Biden is such a good spokesman for this, uh, for this issue, for this topic. In fact, yesterday he, made, he uh, gave, a, I don't know, it was a press conference. He gave a little speech. He made an appearance to talk about things you can do to beat the heat used to be, you know, when the news reports would come on during a heat wave, they would say, you know, watch out for your dog. Don't run. Don't work out in the middle of the day. Go out in the morning, uh, you know, uh, jump in the pool, run through the sprinkler. Used to be ways to beat the heat, but those aren't uh, good enough. Joe has a plan, an idea for all the folks across America who are suffering right now. He wants you to know it's simple. All you have to do is paint your roof white. <laughs> This is the commander in chief, the leader of the free world. Listen to this cut. It's not only ridiculous and stupid, but he just sounds so just weak and ill-informed. And someone told him, here, go in front of the cameras and tell people to paint their roofs white. Is anybody doing that right now? I'd love to know if anyone, anyone's seen any of their neighbors out painting their roofs white because the president of the United States told him this is the way to beat the heat. Let's listen to this embarrassment of a president talk about this yesterday. Go ahead. Well, it's not going to alleviate it, right, the heat problem right now. But we also have a number of programs to do everything from uh, allow people to have 
the ability to get help to literally paint the roofs white, to uh, change their the their 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 windows and doors to get tax credits for doing it so he doesn't so uh, air conditioning doesn't escape to be able there's a whole bunch of programs that are out there that as we get through the heat wave that we're well as we get by this worst part that we're able to invest in the communities to keep it from happening as badly next time it occurs oh geez oh it's just so i mean it just gets more painful every day Paint your roofs white and change your windows and doors so the air conditioning doesn't escape. If you're just listening along, uh, he was speaking and there was a big graphic above him, a big sign. It said, combating the climate crisis. Uh, And uh, I guess I should be encouraged because uh, painting your roofs white doesn't entail giving Joe Biden billions and billions of more, uh, more of your tax dollars and giving him more power because usually the solution to the climate crisis involves giving hacks like this money and power, all their solutions. There's no such thing as a solution to the climate crisis that doesn't involve giving them more money and more power. Just keep that in mind. Next time they tell you how they're going to combat the climate crisis any day now, Joe Biden is going to roll with the new term and you're going to hear the president and KJP and Ed Markey and all the rest of the, Flim flam man, the, the number one con man of all, John Kerry, will be talking about global boiling and how we don't have much time left, folks. If you don't do exactly as I say, we're all going to die. If you don't believe me, listen to the high school dropout from Sweden who get, gets arrested like every other day because we ruined her childhood. All right, I don't want to spend too much time on this scam. It's just It just never ends. Summer is hot. Breaking news. Winter is cold. Sometimes it rains. Sometimes it's hurricanes. It's got nothing to do with it. There's no such thing as a climate crisis. The whole thing is just made up out of whole cloth. And if you look in the right places, I mean, clearly, you're never going to hear from the scientists who disagree with Joe Bug, but they're out there. I just retweeted the founder of the Weather Channel, a scientist who doesn't have uh, any a- any uh, conflict of interest. He's not taking money from the government. He explains how the whole thing is just nonsense. And there's a, there's a few other people you can follow, scientists, uh, experts, who will just debunk every ridiculous claim you get from the climate hysterics like our pathetic commander-in-chief. But this, this kind of wraps up a week in this country, which to me is the, the best example. What happened this week in the United States of America is the best example of how uh, – of how we have descended into a banana republic. I think we've become numb to it. I really do. I think people are so used to the corruption in the Biden administration, in the DOJ, in the IRS, in the FBI. Uh, They've seen the persecution of Trump. They've seen the protection of Hunter Biden over the last few days. It's become clearer than ever that nothing is on the level. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm now convinced they don't even care what it looks like. They don't care that the day after we got a real clear look at the corruption of the Biden family and the Biden administration and the department of justice on how they tried to rig the plea deal for the first crackhead, how they tried to get him immunized against future crimes as they know he is looking at uh, some serious charges. If there is ever 
a, uh, a legitimate Department of Justice or a legitimate attorney general, they know a guy like Hunter Biden is facing serious prison time. They tried to slip that provision into the deal without telling the judge. They thought the judge was going to rubber stamp it. Once she started reading, she was dumbfounded. She said she'd never seen it before. She got them to admit they had never done it before. It was just the greatest example, the clearest example of, of corruption, of dishonesty, of a rigged game. The Department of Justice is not work, has no interest in justice. They are there to protect the Biden the, uh, family, the Biden crime family, the Biden uh, uh, administration. They're there to protect Democrats, period. What happens as even the media, even the mainstream media is forced to cover this insane uh, insanely crooked, corrupt deal for Hunter Biden. Even their stooges in the media were forced were forced to talk about it. Well, what do you know? They indict Donald Trump yet again, and not just Donald Trump. This time they indict his maintenance man. And now, here's here's how this works. They come up with this indictment. They tell you it's it's. Uh, they give you the details. They deleted security footage. They moved boxes. They were trying to deceive. And when I read it. I say, well, of course they're trying to deceive. They know what Merrick Garland is up to. They know what Joe Biden is up to. They're determined to put him in prison. I look at what Trump is doing. Some of it is dumb, ill-advised, obviously, but he's taking desperate measures to protect himself against a completely out-of-control DOJ and out-of-control attorney general. That's something you have to consider when you see what Trump has done. Like, ordering them to delete security footage or move boxes or whatever. And then you have to ask yourself as Trump or, or Trump will ask it for you. What happened to the document scandal involving Joe Biden? All we do is hear about Donald Trump taking a classified documents, hiding them, moving them. Delete. What happened to the thousands of classified documents Joe Biden stole? He didn't take them like Donald Trump did because he was president he stole them. That's the only way a senator or a vice president can end up in uh, end up with them in his possession. What happened to the classified documents in the garage by the Corvette at the Penn Center in Chinatown? You hear not word word one of it. We hear nothing. We hear everything about Jack Smith. Nothing about the guy, this special prosecutor, who is looking into the Biden document scandal again. I haven't got his name. <laughs> there is allegedly a special prosecutor. You don't hear a word about it because you know nothing will come of it. Here's what happened this week. Hunter Biden got this sweetheart deal. Absolutely scandalous, slimy move by his lawyers working with the Department of Justice and the U.S. attorney to get Hyde Biden immunized against everything. Um, the next day, Trump gets, uh, well, we get word of a dr- indictment coming down on Trump and on Trump's maintenance man, um, Carlos de Oliveira, they are charging the maintenance man who, by the way, spoke to them without a lawyer, didn't think he was in any trouble. He's a maintenance man. He does what his boss tells him to do. He moves boxes and they are going to squeeze him and charge him with felonies and threaten him with prison time. He will end up doing more time in prison than Hunter Biden, this international criminal and scumbag. Oh, and don't forget, we almost forgot. Um, uh, SBF, Sam Scam Bankman Fraud, they dropped the campaign finance charge against Sam Bankman Fraud. Now, when this first broke, 
and he was first busted. We said even the, even the Democrats can't protect him. He gave forty million to the Democrats in the last election cycle. I believe it's five point two million to Joe Biden. He is the second biggest donor behind George Soros. He attempted to buy himself protection, and we were looking at the case saying he scammed a billion uh, a million people out of billions of dollars. He did it knowingly, and. I thought even that money he was paying for protection from, even that couldn't save him. Well, I was wrong. They've now dropped or temporarily dismissed six of 13 charges. Initially, we said he's going to end up doing 20 years. He's going to end up doing nothing. This is how it works. They, the system is completely rigged. We live in a banana republic, and they don't care how it looks. I hear people say this all the time. Oh, it looks bad. It's, you know, the, the, the optics aren't good. I think we have to drop that. I don't think Joe Biden cares. I don't think Merrick Garland cares. I don't think Jill Biden or Barack Obama or whoever's uh, pulling the strings. They don't care. They want to send a message. They're in charge. They're going to put Trump in prison. They, they, they know indicting Trump helps him with the uh, Republican voters. They see it in the polls. They want him to get the nomination, and then they want him to be bogged down in all these trials, making plea deals while they fight him in the general election. It is the most cynical, disgusting tactic strategy, but it's unfolding in real time in front of our eyes. They're doing this. Hell, the stuff on Joe Biden alone this week that we would be talking about if they weren't indicting Donald Trump is just devastating. I mean, Jesse Waters reported last night that the IRS whistleblowers told the House uh, Oversight Committee that the Bidens have numerous offshore bank accounts where they hide their money. Any Anyone see that in the headlines today? Anyone see a word about that? Joe Biden said famously in a debate with Donald Trump that the only one making from money from China was Trump. None of his family members were making money in China. Two days ago in court, Hunter Biden told Judge Mary Ellen Norica, American hero, Judge Mary Ellen Norica, that he made $664,000 in China. So Joe Biden lied to the world on camera in a debate and nobody says a word. I mean, if this, if these roles were reversed, I just can't imagine the news cycle. It would be they would be all digging in deep on this scandal involving a sitting president. Instead, we get Trump, 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 Trump told him to move the boxes. Trump told him to d- delete the security footage. Dumb, again, dumb moves by Donald Trump. But do you blame him? Do you really blame him? He knew they were coming at him with all they had, and he was right. They're not going to stop till they end up putting him in prison. We'll get to some of the... Uh, uh, charges um, against Trump and his janitor maintenance man. You picture this guy walking around with a big keychain around his belt, you know, and he's got the he's got a hammer on this side and his uh, on the belt. He's wearing work boots. He's all dirty. That guy is being charged by the special prosecutor. Uh, let me just see what the charges are against the uh, against the janitor. It says former. This is from NBC. Former President. Donald Trump faces new charges in connection with his post-presidency handling of classified documents after a special counsel filed a new indictment. The federal indictment filed in Florida alleges that Trump was part of a scheme to delete security video 
and that a newly charged defendant property manager at the Mar-a-Lago resident told another employee that the boss wanted the server deleted. That employee, Carlos de Oliveira was a maintenance supervisor. He was charged Thursday. His lawyer uh, declined comment. Court documents say D. Oliveira denied that he was involved in moving boxes. He never saw anything. He told the MB and he told the uh, FBI never saw anything. Um, they're, they're going to try and put the friggin' maintenance man in prison for protecting Donald Trump. This is incredible. We live in a banana Republic. Hunter Biden. Hunt, I, I love the story from Axios. Hunter Biden was furious that the judge quashed his plea deal. Furious. So this arrogant SOB, this piece of human garbage, who is a who has gone years without paying taxes, who has schemed and scammed his way to millions. This guy, this deadbeat dad, crackhead, scumbag, gun criminal, is pissed that the judge wouldn't let him off with two misdemeanors and zero prison time and give him immunity for future criminal activity. The arrogance of these people, they know they control the, the levers of power. They know. That's why Hunter is always by Joe's side. That's why he felt um, uh, no reluctance to appear on the balcony at the White House, coked out of his mind, because he knows they got his back. This, this private citizen who has a, a motorcade, a private jet, who lives at the White House, who leaves his bag of coke in the White House, that guy just, you know, just a private citizen says uh, KJP, please. A private citizen would have already served the five years. This investigation, by the way, that culminated in two misdemeanor took five years, five years. A normal citizen would have been convicted, done his time and been out already and had a cl- criminal record with felonies. Like again, my best friend who did six months in federal prison has a felony on his record because he paid some employees under the table. That's how the IRS treats normal people, private citizens, scumbag deadbeats with motorcades because their name is Biden. They don't get that same treatment. And they're going to sit. Here's what's going to happen. They're right now working on a way to redo this deal, to keep him out of prison, to, to get him some immunity, to protect Joe Biden. Keep that in mind, by the way. Keep that in mind. This is all about protecting Joe Biden. The Federalist has a story this morning. I just tweeted out. Joe Biden interacted with his son's business clients more than 200 times. So you got offshore business accounts. You got him lying about his son making money in China and you got him interacting with his son business partners 200 times in the, in the last two days. And the media is allowed to give it all a big leaving alone because they uh, indicted Joe Biden uh, indicted. They're going to indict Donald Trump again this will be, I believe, over 70 felonies that Donald Trump is facing. Over 70. Uh, uh, it's going to be tricky watching him go to trial because while he's going to trial, he's going to be campaigning for, for the White House. The, the New York Post, David Harsani, has a good piece this morning on all the evidence. I love, the, I love when Democrats go on TV and say, there's no evidence tying Joe Biden to his son's dirty dealings. It's incredible, the amount of evidence. I mean, just in a quick couple of paragraphs from uh, the Post this morning, Hunter's former business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, contends Joe was involved in the family business. He said he's willing to say so under oath. They haven't, they haven't asked him to. The same goes for Hunter's close friend, Devin Archer, 
who is reportedly going to testify that the president made at least 24 calls for the Biden family business. That could happen Monday. A trusted FBI informant contends Biden was pressuring, bribing foreign companies to send millions to the family business. He, the man says he has recordings of that, as we've talked about. That's Zol, Zolchevsky. Two IRS whistleblowers in charge of investigating Hunter's tax case testified under oath that not only was Joe Biden, Joe Biden present at at least one business meeting, but that the Justice Department wouldn't let the agency investigate. They said that they were handcuffed, hamstrung, and marginalized, and ultimately stopped. <laughs> this is just in the last couple of weeks. Everyone knows that Biden Inc. does not work without Joe. This is why any trial for Hunter would be devastating to Joe. At some point, the White House would be compelled to explain numerous links Joe had to his family's $17 million influence peddling scheme, which is why one one suspects Hunter's lawyers and prosecutors will craft a more palatable plea agreement to the judge. The process is going to be walked slower than Joe Biden going up a flight of stairs. They're all on the same side. The feds haven't even bothered to indict Hunter yet. Why would they? The only way to protect Hunter from being investigated in the future is to give him a free pass. It's not as if Merrick Garland would ever put the president in jeopardy. It's worth remembering that all the attention to Hunter's debauchery can sometimes distract from the real reason the president's privileged son is being given a free ride. It's all about protecting the big guy. That's the bottom line. They can't pursue this. They can't let them follow where the money goes or follow the money and follow the leads. They can't let them search Biden's guest house. They can't let them uh, speak to Hunter's grown children because it all comes back to Joe, they're all invested in one thing, the defense, the prosecution, the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS, the U.S. attorney. They're all invested in one thing, protecting Joe. It's as simple as that, and it couldn't be more brazen, and they don't care how bad it looks. It really is amazing. All right. This is a Rumble Friday. We'll take your questions, your comments, anything that happened, anything we talk about this week, hell, anything you want. We'll get to I want to get to this incredible, uh, as I've said before, I've been watching a lot of House hearings, congressional hearings, Senate Senate hearings in the Senate, and they've been good. They've been good. Some of these uh, uh, Republicans, we mentioned John Kennedy, Matt Gates. they entertain me. We might have had the best hearing yet and the most important one yesterday before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution and Limited Government. This was chaired by the Republicans, of course. The Democrats hate this because it's about the Constitution and limited government. Yesterday was just devastating. It was about uh, trans ideology, this madness that has engulfed this country over the last couple of years. And Chloe Cole, who I've talked about here before, a, a renowned detransitioner, testified, and she was amazing. There was also a swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania who was forced to change in a, in a bathroom stall because Leah was walking around six foot, four inch broad shouldered man walking around with a full head of steam naked in the locker room because it turned him on and Democrats are there to defend that guy and defend the doctors who removed Chloe Cole's healthy breasts at 13. This is insane. This is sick and insane. And people have to watch this and listen to this. This, this can't go on in a civilized society, in a civilized country. 
We can't allow these ghouls, these gender ideologues to destroy children in the name of, I don't know what, in the name of compassion. You know, if you don't let me cut your daughter's boobs off, she'll kill herself. And some parents believe it. It's nonsense. But we'll get to that. We have uh, the latest from uh, Diane Feinstein, who I'm pretty sure passed away three weeks ago. She voted in the Senate yesterday. It was just unbelievable. We have, we have left, our country is now ruled by these geriatric narcissists who don't know where they are, what day it is. This week put really illuminated that we're now being, we're actually being governed by unelected bureaucrats, staff members of the president, of senators, of congressmen who are 80, 90 and no longer with it. It really is. I mean, we, we can laugh at her and we can laugh at, at, uh, at uh, Biden, but uh, it really is kind of scary when you think about it. And Ironhead's favorite congresswoman, Elon Omar, she's going to tell us who's causing you know, all the violence you see because everyone has a camera because cameras are everywhere and everyone has a cell phone. You see these violent uh, incidents and the beatings. There was a beating yesterday. A bunch of young punks beat up a 60-year-old cab driver just for fun in New York, all on video. You see these beatings and you say, what is going on in this country? Elon Omar has a theory. And as you'd expect, it's about, it's insane. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to enjoy global cooling. And I'm also going to enjoy watching the mainstream media try to destroy Mary Ellen Noreka. Get ready. We're going to find, we're going to hear what she said in her high school yearbook. We're going to find some tweet that's that's homophobic from you know 20 years ago we're going to find out you know that she once uh, got a couple of speeding tickets you get right with washington post right now new york times right now have half their staff working on getting as much dirt on mary ellen norik norika an american hero and a a traitor to the cause of protecting and defending the biden crime family they are going to try to kavanaugh her and it's going to be just hilarious we'll get to all that and more but first Uh, Listen up. In 2010, our debt was 13 trillion and gold was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, 23 trillion and $1,500 an ounce. And today, 32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have 1 trillion in interest payments annually and another 1 trillion on defense and Democrats in office, do we really think the spending is going to go down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. Well, the oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vaccines plunging valuations and higher interest rates, more companies are going to just walk away. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs, top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax, and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold or silver, Plus, you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-309-9181 for a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now. Write this down. 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. 
I'd send in your questions and comments on this Rumble Friday if you want to watch it on Rumble all weekend. Getting huge numbers on those Rumble shows. Ironhead and I aren't sure why we just don't do it every day. We're working on that. Trying to go live on Rumble to be nice. I'm not sure what the whatever we're we're de- we're dealing with. Uh, you know, we're like in, in D.C. We're dealing with bureaucrats. You know, there no one wants to just take a chance. Everyone's uh, protecting their phony baloney job. But tight, we'll see how tight, that goes. It's a, it's a bunch of tight tied suits, I think. Uh, what? Uh, all right, stash the uh, questions there aside. I will get to them in a little bit. Um, I want to do this hearing though, cause it was amazing. Um, I want people to listen to this. I want them to watch this. Now, most people probably listening to me they're they're, they, they're like us. They know how insane this is. They were taking confused children who 30 years ago, 40 years ago, hell 20 years ago, someone like Chloe Cole, we had a word for her, a name for her. It was called a tomboy. You know, there were, there were boys like, like Dylan Mulvaney. They were, you know, slightly feminine. Maybe they didn't like football. Maybe they liked you know, fashion and there were words for them too. Maybe some of them weren't kind words, but you didn't say, you know what you got to do with that guy. You got to cut his wiener off. You got to give him drugs. You got to turn him into a girl because he thinks he's a girl. And by the way, as our friend, Chris billboard, Chris points out all the time, most of these kids are gay, the gay community. And some of them are gays against groomers are great on this. A great, uh, uh, Twitter followed by gays against groomers. They say, just leave these kids alone. Let them grow up to be healthy gay guys. Let the girl be a tomboy. Just leave them alone. Instead, they're, they're dragging them into this insanity. I mean, they, 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 they have one appointment and they're on puberty blockers or hormones or testosterone. The next appointment, they're talking about removing their healthy breasts. And I'll say this all the time. I say this all the time. I'll continue to say it. If you want to just simplify it, here's what I do. A simple, I'm a simple man, as Bill O'Reilly says. Picture a guy, he's 10 or 11, he's feeling uncomfortable, he's confused, he likes to play with dolls, he doesn't like trucks. Uh, we've, heard there, we've heard parents testify that they were, there was less evidence that their child was in the wrong body than that. You know, they say there was one woman she testified and said her son liked long hair, so she thought he was a girl. Anyways, so you take him in, he's depressed, he's confused, he's struggling, he's young, he doesn't know what's going on. And you say, here's a solution. We'll remove your genitalia. Eventually, after you take drugs and we screw you all up, we'll rem- and we'll make you a girl, which they can't do. We all know that. But they do it, and the kid pays for it forever. Think of the great joys in your life. If you're a parent, if you're married, if you love your wife, you're a guy, I'm talking to guys right now, but it, you know, you can, it applies to women too. I mean, I would place top two would be making love to my wife, loving my wife. Number two, being a father. You take a confused 12 year old and what they want to do to him is remove those things forever from his life. He can't make love to his wife or husband ever if you do what they want to do. He can't have a kid. He can't have kids. He can't have a family. So he's going to be 25, 30, even if he doesn't say, I I want to transition back. I even, I made a mistake. He can't do those things that give life meaning and purpose. You deprive him of that because you are advancing this insane 
trans ideology and you're doing it with the help of the entire Democrat party and the entire mainstream media. We played that in that crazy clip from, uh, from CNN yesterday about how this poor family with this screwed up son, I mean, he's just confused. He's struggling. He needs therapy. He needs help. And you say, we're going to move out of the state so he can get his junk cut off somewhere else. Cause they're not going to do it in Florida. And the C- CNN thinks that's a great tragedy. They're making a move just to get, just to, to, just so the doctors can turn him into a girl. And no one stops and says, can they really do that? Because they know the answer. No, they can't. They can't. They don't. Anyway, you're going to hear. I want to play Chloe Cole's opening statement to this House subcommittee. And then a really compelling moment where she wants to talk to the mother of a trans kid, an alleged trans kid, and just warn her. It's just, this is heartbreaking. And how can anybody watch this, listen to this? I realize, you know, it'll get blacked out. There'll be no, they won't allow this to appear on CNN or ABC or NBC, but maybe it'll make the rounds. Maybe enough people will watch it and listen to this woman. She is an American hero. This is real courage in 2023. We'll play her opening statement, which is a couple minutes long, but I really think it's worth hearing. Go ahead, Ironhead. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am a detransitioner. Another way to put that would be, I used to believe that I was born in the wrong body. And the adults in my life, whom I trusted, affirmed my belief. And this caused me lifelong irreversible harm. I speak to you today as a victim of one of the biggest medical scandals in the history of the United States of America. I speak to you in the hope that you will have the courage to bring the scandal to an end and ensure that other vulnerable teenagers, children, and young adults don't go through what I went through. At the age of 12... I began to experience what my medical team would later diagnose as gender dysphoria. I was well into an early puberty, and I was very uncomfortable with the changes that were happening to my body. I was, intimida- I was intimidated by male attention, and when I told my parents that I felt like a boy, in retrospect, all I meant was that I hated puberty, that I wanted this newfound sexual attention to go away, that I looked up to my brothers a little bit more than I did to my sisters. I came out as transgender in a letter I sent on the dining room table. My parents were immediately concerned. They felt like they needed to get outside help from medical professionals, but this proved to be a mistake. It immediately set our entire family down a path of ideologically motivated deceit and coercion. The gender specialist I was taken to to see told my parents that I needed to be put on puberty-blocking drugs right away. They asked my parents a simple question. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living transgender son. The choice was enough for my parents to let their guard down, and in retrospect, I can't blame them. This was the moment that we all became victims of so-called gender-affirming care. I was fast-tracked onto puberty blockers and then testosterone. The resulting menopausal-like hot flashes made focusing on school impossible. I still get joint pains and weird pops in my back, but they were far worse when I was on the blockers. A month later... When I was 13, I had my first testosterone injection. It's caused permanent changes to my body. My voice will forever be deeper, my jawline sharper, my nose longer, my bone structure permanently masculinized, my Adam's apple more prominent, my fertility unknown. I look in the mirror sometimes and I feel like a monster. Uh, How 
how can anybody think that's okay? How can we allow that in this country? I know it's been banned in a number of red states, but they're doubling down in blue states. The Democrats defended this. One Democrat on this committee started accusing her of doing this for the money. Chloe Cole going public with her struggles for the money. What money? It said that they cut off this poor girl's breasts, healthy breasts. They said they checked. She said they checked them for cancer and they were healthy. They were fine when she was like 15 and they, she's got to get, she's got, it's just sickening and twisted and barbaric and insane. And, and half the country thinks it's gender affirming care held the highest ranking official in the health and human services. That sicko Rachel Levine says this is necessary gender affirming care because you don't want the kid to go through the wrong puberty. This alleged doctor who waited till he was 53 to become a woman because he wanted to have kids with his wife. He wants these 12 year olds to have their breasts removed, their, their penises removed as uh, and call it gender affirming care. That was good. The whole thing's five minutes long. I recommend you watch it all this weekend. This is even better. There's another witness, a mother of a transition, a uh, trans kid alleged who says, you know, who's there to support the mutilation of children. And she wants to address the mother directly, which is against the rules. So she struggles to find a way. But when she does, it is just heartbreaking. Listen to this. If I may ask, um, would I be able to address um, another witness? Um, through the chair, you may. So you may okay. speak to me and reference uh, any other testimony you wish to. Okay. Well, um, Mrs. Reynolds. And you can you can direct it to me and say that that you, what Ms. Reynolds talked about you want to respond to, and you go ahead. Well, I I, I understood that um, Mrs. Reynolds is scared for her child, and. I just want to set the record straight that I don't hate her. I don't think anybody in this room hates her. Um, in fact, I, I see my own mother and my own father in her and that she clearly, she dearly loves her child and she's doing the best with what she's been given. And unfortunately it's not much. And for that, I'm sorry. I mean, I think every parent deserves the most the utmost grace and guidance with how to help their child. That being said, I don't wish for her child to have the same result as I did. I don't wish for anybody to regret transition or to detransition because it's incredibly difficult. It comes with its own difficulties and it's not easy. And I hope that her child gets to have a happy and fulfilling adulthood, however that may look like. Oh, man, that was good. She is good. Look at that 17-year-old girl who's gone through hell. No notes, making a speech a thousand times more articulate than our sitting president and half the people in Congress. Man, she is good. She is heroic. That is real courage right there. And uh, she's not going away. She is on the trail. She's making appearances, doing podcasts, doing shows. I mean, I'm sure she's been blackballed by much in the media. They don't want to hear from a heroic 17 year old because if she doesn't go along with their insane agenda, but uh, they ain't getting rid of her anytime soon. By the way, quick note, billboard, Chris, our friend who goes around the country and Canada speaking out against 
this insane transgender madness against puberty blockers, pointing out that children can't consent to have their puberty blocked or have their body mutilated. He, he tweeted yesterday, there's a new law firm. There's four lawyers, apparently very respected lawyers, who are so moved by this. They're forming a, a new uh, law office, law agency, and, and their, only, their only cases are going to be detransitioners. They're going to be suing the hell out of these ghoul doctors and hospitals, including Boston Children's. That's their sole purpose, and they are ready to go, and they're and I am rooting for them, if for nothing else, that these these doctors should stop doing this because if they don't, they might find themselves bankrupted when these detransitioners uh, decide to sue because they were just children and they didn't consent to this. Children can't consent. Twelve year old can consent to having her breasts cut off. That's just insane. To having a chunk of her forearm removed and formed into a, a, a alleged penis. You think a kid, a 12 or 13 year old could consent to that? Well, they can't, they don't. That's the problem here. And good luck to that new law firm. Do we have time for a, a Paula Scanlon? Uh, sure. Let's do Paula Scanlon because this, this, we, we talked about this for months and months and months and people defended Leah Thomas. Hell, one of the swimmers who lost to Leah Thomas, her father was a Sports Illustrated senior writer, and he defended Leah Thomas, who yes, beat the hell did. out of his own daughter. Yes, he did. That's how afraid and intimidated these people are. They bring out, finally, one of these swimmers, puts her name to it, goes on record, and talks about what they went through, how they tried to send the girls, 18, 19, 20-year-old girls, who were forced to, A, lose to this man, this freak, Leah who, by the way, admits he gets turned on at the thought of himself as a woman. That's his condition. That's his fetish. We're all supposed to indulge it. But this is the greatest example. This is it in a nutshell. All the other swimmers, all the other girls had to make accommodations if they didn't want to change in front of a naked, aroused man, if they didn't want this guy leering at them as they put their bathing suit on. They had to change. They had to leave. If they didn't, they had to go to therapy. The school sent them to therapy for objecting. Not him. The, the Antifa soldier who gets turned on by, by himself, the thought of himself as a woman, that guy, he's fine. They had to go to therapy if they had a problem with it. Finally, under oath, in front of Congress, a fellow Penn swimmer told everyone what it was like to be in Leah's world there to just, uh, to just affirm Leah and his fetish. Go ahead. I'm Paula Scanlon, a spokeswoman and advisor for the Independent Women's Forum and a former NCAA athlete. I am here today to share my personal story. I started swimming at a very young age, and by age eight, I was swimming competitively. And by late middle school, I was devoting at least 20 hours per week to swimming. I gave up countless Christmas holidays, weekends, and social events to work towards my goal of swimming Division I. A dream that came true when I began swimming for the University of Pennsylvania. While I am not an NCAA champion, I hold the New England Independent School League record in the 400-yard freestyle relay, a record that has stood since March of 2017. In September of 2021, Leah Thomas began participating as a member of the Penn women's team. Leah, formerly Will, had personal best times in every freestyle event that were faster than the women's world records. Once the season began, Thomas was leading the country in multiple events, while only placing in the top 500 in those events on the men's team. 
Thomas later became an NCAA champion in the 500-yard freestyle, the first NCAA champion in our women's team history program. While many of you already know this, what you do not know is the experiences of the women on the University of Pennsylvania swim team. My teammates and I were forced to undress in the presence of Leah, a six foot four tall biological male, fully intact with male genitalia, 18 times per week. Some girls opted to change in bathroom stalls and others used the family bathroom to avoid this. When we tried to voice our concerns to the athletic department, we were told that Leah's swimming and being in our locker room was a non-negotiable and we were offered psychological services to attempt to re-educate us to become comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a male. To sum up the university's response, we, the women, were the problem, not the victims. We were expected to conform, to move over, and shut up. Our feelings didn't matter. The university was gaslighting and fear-mongering women to validate the feelings and identity of a male. That is so insane. That is so perfect. The, the feelings didn't matter. It was all about affirming and validating the fetish of this sicko, Leah Thomas. They were the problem. They, who didn't want to dress in front of a fully intact, six-foot-four-inch, 23-year-old male who was leering at them, they were the problem. That, that sums it up in a nutshell. That's what the whole trans ideal, it's about everybody else accommodating this one person making everyone else you must make accommodations to accommodate him and your feelings your objections do not matter and if you dare voice them you'll get sent to therapy we'll send you to a shrink if you think there's something wrong with this man that, that these these women they are they are brave they are bold they are heroes and uh, the tide is turning i think i hope because i saw a couple of democrats they didn't know what to say say you're just making it hard trans being hard it's hard enough being a trans child you're trying to make things harder on them like first of all there's no such trans child secondly they're explaining to you what their actual experience is if you're not going to listen to chloe cole if that's not a warning a red flag then nothing is nothing is these people are just sick I don't want to get to uh, the latest from Capitol Hill. We got Diane Feinstein, who, uh, you know, she might be, uh, she might have passed away three weeks ago, but I think I still like her more than uh, Elon Omar. We're going to get to Ironhead's favorite, Elon Omar, who's going to tell us what the problem is in the, in all the violence in the city. She's going to tell us. Maybe, maybe she has a solution for us too. And we'll, we'll get to your questions and comments, but first. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and 
While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, this, uh, this week in D.C., think of this. This week in D.C., uh, you had a 90-year-old, Diane Feinstein, confused on the uh, uh, Senate floor. You had a 80-year-old Joe Biden say he was going to cure cancer, and you had an 80, uh, 81-year-old Mitch McConnell freeze, just freeze and go to some catatonic state in front of the world. That all happened in one week. We are, we are trusting our, our nation, <laughs> the security of our nation to dementia patients, to failing dementia patients and their unelected staffs. Uh, we saw, we played for you, Joe Biden saying he cured cancer. We played uh, Mitch McConnell's mental breakdown, whatever that was in front of the camera. <laughs> yesterday, Diane Feinstein, she was supposed to vote. That's it. Just I or no vote on some bill. This is voting time. Got it? Vote. You go around, ask all the senators, how many eyes, how many nays, how many eyes, how many nays. That's it. Okay. Let's watch as they get to Diane Feinstein. It's her turn to vote. Go ahead. Senator Feinstein. Um, you say I. Pardon me. Aye. Yeah. Uh, to say. I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just... Thank you. It's unbelievable. This should be this should be some some mechanism in place to remove her immediately. They did the voters of California didn't vote for that guy. There was a guy on one side, a woman on the other. Those are her aides, her staff. They're probably both making two hundred grand. They are performing the duties of the senator. The senator can't do the job. We just saw it in real time. She doesn't understand what she was supposed to be doing in that moment. The guy's whispering in her ear. Finally, the woman says, just say aye. Just say aye. They're voting. She's not voting. They are voting. The vote should immediately shouldn't count. Right. I mean, how, how exactly? How does that count? We didn't vote. Nobody voted for that woman next to her. I'm sure they're all fellow travelers. They're all ideologues, crazy left-wingers are from California. But that senator, Diane Feinstein, did not make that vote. Her grade did. Her staff member did. This should be some way that that should be invalidated. She should be immediately removed from the Senate. That she, she can't do the job. She's not fit to do the job. And I guess it's a thing now in D.C. We're just supposed to tolerate these failing dementia patients like Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell and Dianne Feinstein and John Fetterman. <laughs> he doesn't have dementia, but he's got everything else. But it is amazing. These are the most powerful people in the world. You know who else is one of the most powerful people in the world? Elon Omar, a hateful little bigot from uh, Minnesota, from Somalia. The U.S. took her out of a refugee camp in Kenya, gave her everything, opportunity, education, gave her every, They even allowed her to marry her brother so she could get him in the country. I was going to say, from Somalia, from Somalia to her brother's bed, the Elan Omar story. 
I mean, think about it. We all love this country. I love this country. I mean, it didn't get me from, take me out of a refugee camp in Kenya and give me everything. I mean, just hand me everything. Uh, But it did. This should be, she should be the biggest patriot, the biggest America, red, white, and blue lover in the world. She's not. She hates this country. She hates certain people in this country. And she doesn't mind just flat out looking in the camera and lying. Let's listen to her explain you know, where all this violence we're seeing on TV, we're seeing it online, all these, these videos of guys and women getting beaten and muggings. There was, Oh, there was one, I mentioned the cab driver got beaten yesterday in New York. There was a thinking, uh, it was also in New York. This guy walks by this old elderly and just pops her, just punches her in the face and they arrested him. I mean, no reason. He just did it for fun. Didn't like old Asian ladies. I'm just going to give you a hint. She's, she doesn't pinpoint the problem because I don't think either of these two incidents I was talking about involved the people she really hates. Go ahead. Let's listen. I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Ugh. White men are causing most of the deaths, which is you know, flat out untrue, but even if it were you know, debatable, you, you can't say that about black men or Asian men or whatever, Hispanic women. You can only say it about white men. Yeah, they're the one causing all the deaths. You can just lie about white men. They talk about wanting she's, to bring everyone together, and she's like, we should all fear white people. We should fear white men, fear white men, the women you know, who are <laughs> whatever. It just flat out untrue. Lots of people posted, uh, you know, Community notes, fact checks on this, and the numbers do not back it up, as we know. It's a big lie from the Democrat Party that white nationalists, white supremacists, proud boys are the real problem. Your eyes, they're lying to you. Your eyes to see all these, all the violence in inner cities. Leader of the Proud Boys is a half Cuban, half African-American fella. Right. Who's in prison. Who's in prison. (laughs) The The guy who popped the old Asian lady yesterday. On the streets in New York, he probably won't see a day. He'll, he won't even have to pay any uh, post bail. He'll be in and out if he's free to do it again. But uh, let's get to our comments. Again. Get, we get any iron head, any comments and questions on this rumble Friday? Yep. I started some on the side there. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, oh, shoot. I got to go to this starred, starred. I thought it said stored. Jerry says, Mrs. Majors. Jerry, I uh, heard you on Buck Sexton's podcast. Are you two friends? Any future appearance on the Clay and Buck show? Yeah, Buck and I, Buckster and I are good buds. I was on his podcast uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I heard, I was told they played it on the Clay and Buck radio show. I'm not sure how that works because Buck, because Clay wasn't in the room. It was just uh, Buck and I. We talked for a half hour. It was good. It was excellent. He's a great guy and a good interviewer, and we uh, talked about Boston, talked about politics and sports, and all kinds of stuff. And apparently they played at least some of it on uh, the clay and buck show. I have no plans for a future appearance, but we'll see if buck calls. I'll be here. Jerry, have you ever considered a part-time retirement residence outside of the U S Ireland, Portugal, Australia? No, I have not. I have not. I maybe, maybe Florida. That feels like outside the U S when you're in Massachusetts all your life, (laughs) going to Florida feels I like America. I mean, I've been abroad. I've been to Ireland and Italy, but I like coming home. I like this country. Um, did you ever beat up your TV 
trying to watch CNN or MSM. No, I do it though. I hate watch. I watch every morning. I go back and forth just to see what they're saying. See what crazy Joe Scarborough is lying about today. Um, question for Jerry. My brother thinks transmania is actually a fad pendulum style. Pendulum style. Do you think that's true? Yes, I do. And I think, I feel like the pendulum is swinging back. I feel like people like Chloe Card, uh, Chloe Kardashian, Chloe Cole <laughs> and uh, Billboard Chris and Matt Walsh and Libs of TikTok. We got some good leaders of the opposition and we have, they, I mean, there there's been legislation in like 20 different States in just the last two years. It is amazing that whatever, five, 10, 15 years ago, you heard about, you know, good sex change surgery and people just rolled their eyes and said, that's weird. They didn't stop and think I didn't stop and think, although I did get fired for saying uh, a four-year-old kid should not trans parents should not transition. I said, they should take the kid away. Some four-year-old in Malden was boy was forced to dress as a girl. And I think I was ahead of the curve on that one, but I do feel like the pendulum is swinging. The more people hear, the more information they get. The, if you look at a picture of an arm of a woman, a girl that they're trying to turn into a boy and they cut off all the flesh on her arm to make a penis. You can't support that. If you're a decent human being, if you're a reasonable human being, you can't support that. That is simply not allowed. Yeah. That's simply insane. But I think the tide is turning the pendulum is swinging and that is a good thing. All right. We have to leave it there. We will let you uh, go out and enjoy the global, global boiling, global boiling. What are you doing this weekend, Ironhead? Are you going to go out and enjoy the global boiling with your kids? I was going to go in my pool, but I might cook to death. So I, that's, maybe that's I won't. true. It's like, hey, it's like going in a hot tub. That's what I was told. Going in the pool now is going like going in a hot tub. Mm. Uh, but a good weekend for the pool. Do like I do. I want you to watch out for that hit job on Mary Ellen Norica. My prediction is by Sunday morning, we're going to find out she's Satan. She's evil. She's worse. Kavanaugh. She's Kavanaugh. She drank beer in high school and boofed. <laughs> They're coming for you, Mary Ellen. Good luck. You are uh, you are an inspiration to us all. But uh, that will do it. Thanks, everyone, for listening and commenting and sending in your questions. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you again Monday morning. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.